0: The basketball world has provided multiple buzzer beating, game winning three pointers while players throw it up from deep, which makes me think about our prayer life. Are we just throwing up prayers or are we confidently and expectantly going to God in prayer? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It Podcast where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths our mission is to challenge encourage and inspire you to follow jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter that's what i'm talking about coming to you from charlotte north carolina hey i just want to just want to thank you guys one last time for being here it's it's the best day ever here is the president of unpacking it ministries bryce johnson Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by my co-host, Luke Heaton. We'll hear from him in just a moment on today's episode. We are unpacking the numerous buzzer beaters that we have seen recently in basketball. It's not even March Madness yet, yet we are seeing games come down to the wire and players heave up desperation shots, even hitting shots beyond mid court. And so today we're gonna figure out how that relates to our prayer life and what it looks like to actually pray with expectancy and confidence. And so it uh, should be a, an encouraging conversation for all of us, and I appreciate you being a part of today's show, whether you're listening on the the podcast platforms like Spotify and and Apple and wherever you listen to podcasts. And then those of you watching our YouTube channel at Unpacking It and on social media at Unpacking It. So we appreciate all the support there. Also, we're excited to be joining a couple different uh, TV networks and Fig Tree TV, Abundant TV. And so we want to continue to make this show available to more and more people. And so we appreciate you and your support and being a part of today's show. You can check out our website unpackingit.com There you can actually subscribe to receive a devotional. Monday, Wednesday, Friday directly in your email inbox where we do basically what we do on this show but it's in written form and 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 so we take big sports stories, relate them to life and biblical truth and and with a desire to challenge, encourage, and inspire all of us to follow Jesus and become more like him. We are brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee. So thankful for their partnership. Visit sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK at Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters. They specialize in handcrafted, small batch, artesian roasted coffee. And so you can order anywhere and you can be assured that the freshest roasted coffee is delivered to your door. Sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. All right, Luke, exciting show today because we are we are recording this on the last day of February, which means it is officially March Madness time. And so when everyone hears this, it will be March. And that means my favorite time of year for basketball. Absolutely love the, you know, the tournament, the the games leading up to the tournament. We see some rivalry games to wrap up the season. Then of course the conference tournaments, all going on. And we have been spoiled so far. <laughs> Buzzer beaters galore, especially coming off this last weekend. There were about six, seven, eight different buzzer beaters, and and as I was putting this topic together, I mean, it was from the NBA to women's basketball to college basketball. Was there a buzzer beater that jumped out to you that that caught your eye from this past weekend?
1: Yeah, well, to your point, basketball is absolutely upon us, and we are loving life. Uh, yes. Also, happy birthday to Luka Doncic, uh, the big two four today, his Kobe year. So. <laughs> Had to had to rock the Mavs polo today. But when I think of the most exciting buzzer beater that we've recently seen, it has to be in the rivalry game, Arizona, Arizona State. Yes. Half court, I mean, half court, three-fourths court heave at the buzzer. Arizona State beats a way better Arizona team. In Unreal. Arizona. In Arizona. I mean, it was that was great because Arizona State had no business beating Arizona. But the rivalry game, you never know what's going to happen. You've seen that in Duke Carolina. No matter who's better that season, in that rivalry game, it's going to be close. And in this game to win in that fashion, fantastic.
0: Well, as a sports fan, you know, there are certain plays that are really fun, right? Home run is always exciting, especially if you're at a game. You know, a big Hail Mary touchdown at the end of the half, at the end of the game in, in football, very rarely does it happen to win a game. But in basketball, we get some buzzer beaters, and they're always thrilling. You know, the crowd erupts both, you know, well, the bench that won, you know, leaves and, and hugs each other. It's just so exciting. And so for us to be able to see so many in one weekend, you know, in the NBA, you had Jason Tatum hit a big-time three to, to win that game. And then the crazy thing was Joe, Joel Embiid threw it, you know, almost like a, a baseball or football. and Unreal. Made that, But it was just too late. Oh, and, and so today we're talking about made baskets, but there were, there was even a Paul George one that was beyond half court that he also made. And so those plays are still exciting, even if they're they're after the clock, just to make that deep of a of a shot. But then you also saw you know legit threes uh, in the Michigan game. I was actually watching that game against Wisconsin, um, and their center hit a hit a three to send it to overtime, and then Michigan ended up winning that game. Um, Hunter Dickinson, Hunter Dickinson, and then also. The uh, the Florida State game, they came back. They were down twenty five, end yeah. up beating Miami, another somewhat rival game. Uh, so that was a that was a fun one as well. Uh, you know, a deep three to to win that one. I know, and it
1: it can't help it, you can't help but think of just your your favorite buzzer beating moments in March. Yes, so as as we were preparing for the show, and I'm thinking, you know what? We have been spoiled just as sports fans, as basketball fans. I mean, just Was it two years ago, Gonzaga's buzzer beater, Suggs, his half-court shot against UCLA in the Final Four to go to the championship game? And then I think back to one of my favorite ones in my life, 2016, first round of March Madness, Northern Iowa, half-court heave against Texas, so my uh, not-very-beloved Longhorns lose. And then the next round was when A&M came back down 12 points in 45 seconds or whatever it was to beat Northern Iowa. But... I, so I was I was watching these old buzzer beaters as we were thinking about just this past week how many there were, and I'm thinking, man, are, there are few things in sports that are better than a buzzer beater. The ensuing chaos,
0: uh, everyone just goes just goes bananas. It's so fun. The the Bryce Drew Valpo is my favorite. Uh, yeah, I watched that beater. one this morning. So for, good for sure. Uh, so yeah, awesome play, but. You know, specifically, you know, we saw you, know, you mentioned the Arizona State win. You know, that one was over half court. That was a deep yeah. three. And and so that that play in particular is kind of the one that I want to focus on today as we set this up and, and relate it to our, our life and, and and biblical truth. Is these types of plays, as we're watching them, we, we know that the the player is just throwing it up and and hoping, hoping to make it. But even as we're watching, we know that it's unlikely. It's like, I don't think, I don't really think that's going in. Um, I'm not sure. I don't really believe that it will it, it will go in. And it's still like, you know, the player is gonna do it. Like he's got a, he's gotta, it's a desperation shot. He's gonna throw it up, he's gonna heave it up and and kind of, you know, again, hope for the best and and see what happens. And as fun as that is, I'm afraid that that we actually take that mentality into our, our prayer life. And, and oftentimes it's, Hey man, I'm i I'll toss up a prayer for you. <laughs> hey, I'll yeah. throw up, I'll, I'll throw up a prayer for you. Hey man, can you throw up a prayer for me? And I think when we say that sometimes maybe it's a genuine thing, but I think oftentimes it's, well, I'll try it. I hope it works. I don't know if it will, but, uh, well, what, we'll, you know, what the heck we'll, we'll throw up a prayer for you. Yeah. And so go, go ahead. Well,
1: yeah, just the, the phrasing I'll throw one up for you, that really at the heart of that is, yeah, we'll just see what happens, which mm-hmm. in one sense is true. We will see what happens That's because right. we, we always are going to submit to ultimately God's in power and His sovereignty uh, is controlling everything, and we will have to certainly see what happens. But that's not really the "see what happens" we're talking about. It's almost like, yeah, it may or may work. Prayer may or may not have impact. It may or may not have power. I'll just pray it just in case. It may work. It may not. Mm-hmm. That certainly that's not the the testimony of Scripture does not show us that's the heart posture behind prayer.
0: That's right. That's right. And what's so interesting even about that Arizona State uh, shot was the I was listening to the end of the call from the announcers. And and one of the guys says you need a prayer in that situation. Prayers were answered, and so in basketball, that play, that desperation shot, you know, we know it as well. He threw up a prayer, mm-hmm. and 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 that that's what that shot is is known by. And and so I think that's how that's how we oftentimes approach prayer in a somewhat of a desperation, It's like, well, I got nowhere else to turn. Which again. Yes, it's good. We turn to God in, in desperation. But my encouragement for us today, as I thought about this with the you know buzzer beaters and all these different plays that, that happen, is we approach God as followers of Jesus. We have the ability to approach him with great confidence, with great faith, with great expectation in who he is and the way that he's made himself available to us to, to to bring our requests to him to bring mm-hmm. our concerns to him and and even beyond that to bring ourselves to him our hearts to him and and ultimately what he desires is for us to to know him and and to trust him and so we bring everything to him not just in a in a casual ah, I'll toss one up to him but but no in a in a real relationship in, 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 in an abiding, Type type relationship with Jesus, where it's we're all in. It's day in, day out. It's communicating with our Lord and Savior, and and knowing that He is powerful, and He can answer prayers, mm-hmm. and 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 He He wants to work in our life and make Himself evident to us in, in our lives. And, yeah, because so, tossing um, up
1: a prayer that really isn't believing in anything. It's more just. Because tossing up to see what happens, that's really from, oh, I'll do anything at this point. I'm desperate. If there's a God out there, maybe he'll hear it. Maybe he won't. We'll just see what happens. Not really expecting anything, but I just got to try something. Mm-hmm. Whereas what you're saying, no, God has made himself known to us in his grace. He has revealed himself through the scriptures and through the Son, his Son Jesus, and we have... Great reason to be confident and expectant that not only will He hear our prayers, but He is actively working in them, mm. and He is answering them. It may not be in how we want Him to answer Him in our own selfishness and our own fallen ways and our lack of knowledge and wisdom compared to God, but He is He is hearing our prayers and is doing something about them whether, Mm. again, whether it's how we expect him to do or not, he's, he's actively involved in our
0: prayers. Absolutely. And he cares about us and he loves us. And, and that gives us that confidence to, to go before him. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, again, like these, these long three point shots, there's like this little bit of hope that they're going to go in. And so do we have a little bit of hope that God hears us and answers prayers or, or do we have, an expectation and confidence because you know, I would even say somebody like Steph Curry, no matter where he's at on the court, I don't care if he's in the corner on the complete other side, he has the expectation that he's going to make that shot. Yeah, right. That's 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 the level well, that because he's, he's shooting
1: through. it, and he's just turning around before it even that's goes it. in. He knows
0: it's going in. He he knows it, and so uh, a lot of these, you know, a lot of other, I eh, will throw it up, see what happens, and and so I think that that image is is good for us to consider and, and evaluate our own prayer life and an approach to God in prayer, are we coming to him with great confidence and expectation and expectancy that yes, he hears me. Yes, he will answer according to his will. And so with that said, let's, let's go to, let's go to scripture. Look at a couple key verses. Um, This is what Jesus says in Mark 11, 23 through 24, the amplified version. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whoever says to this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in in God's unlimited power, but believes that what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him in accordance with God's will. For this reason, I am telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer, in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. So there's a lot to unpack uh, in in this verse. I'll, I'll I'll let you have the first first crack at it.
1: Yeah, I think it's important that the, the the part saying that whatever you whatever things you ask for in prayer in accordance with God's will believe and you'll receive them. The important thing here is is knowing that this is not a green light for for followers of Jesus to expect whatever I ask for I will get. That's not what this is communicating whatever i want yeah whatever you want because because the key thing is here as followers of jesus as we continue to grow and become more like christ the things we ask for are going to more often and more often be in accordance with god's will Hmm. so that whatever we ask for that is of the will of god we will receive not things we ask for in selfishness not things we ask for to boost our own ego our own pride our own selfish desires, but as God's grace continues to shape us into the image of His Son, we are going to ask things that uh, things that God loves, that are in His will, and of course, those are going to be answered. Of course, we're going to receive those things because as God works in our heart, we start to desire the things of His will more often and more
0: often. Absolutely, and and you know, so then people say, "Well, what is God's will?" Well, we, we begin with what's been revealed to us in scripture. And so that's God's word. And so if we pray according to his word and, you know, we pray for the things that, that are uh, evident in scripture, you're praying to, to become more like Jesus, uh, praying for, for God's glory to shine through and, and, and let that be the starting point of, of our uh, approach and, uh, and our posture. Like you used that word earlier, which I think is key. What is our posture in prayer? Um, so that's that's the that's the starting point, and then in this verse, you know, talking about throwing a mountain into the sea, it sounds like ah, what that seems a little outrageous. But but it, what it's speaking to is, do we believe in God's power? Do we believe that He can do the impossible and that He can do anything? And and yes, He can. He can move. He created the mountains and the sea, so yeah, He wants to move them around. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but but do we have that kind of faith and that kind of you know trust in Him? Um, and then also I was reading the study Bible, the ESV study Bible, and taught, uh, the notes on this verse. And so uh, Jesus, you know, when, when he says, you know, Father, all things are possible for you, yet not what I will, but what you will. You know, that type of, of mentality Jesus demonstrated as, as an example to us, say, I, I know you, you, you can do this, but, but your will, but your will. Um, and so is that how we approach prayer or do we just come to God and say, I want this and this and this and please do this and that. And I want this. And that's what it sounds like. Oftentimes. Yeah. And I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Yeah.
1: Like make it a Christmas list. It's that's like, right. that. that's not what this is about. But I also think there, there's an important, um, we don't want to overcorrect and second guess and be on our heads on, ah, oh, is this in God's will? Should I ask for this? Mm. Oh, is this in mm-hmm. God's will? No, no let's freely go to god we know that we can draw near we can draw near to god freely because of the grace he has for us in christ we've been redeemed we have no fear in approaching god and we are not going to have a perfect record in asking things that are of his will but the great thing is god does not rebuke us condemn us for that he is kind and though we may are going to ask for things that are not in his will his kindness in either answering no or answering in a different way, or appearing to be silent for a while, that 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 that's will be his response, not, how dare you ask me for something not in my will. No, we ought to continually, freely, and confidently draw near and not have to think, ah, is this in God's will or not? No, continue praying, and God will continue to work on your heart.
0: Amen. And, and I'm so glad you you said that, because I am a big believer in praying about everything. And that's what Scripture says. Bring it, yeah, bring everything to the Lord. And so, even, even if it's if it's little things throughout our day that that God chooses to answer, that ultimately, they're, I don't know why I always think of this example, but if, if God gives us a parking spot, an open parking spot, does it really matter? No, is it his will? Eh, no, but sometimes it's just like a reminder, hey, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I hear you, and I'm with you. Here's mm-hmm. a parking spot. Yeah. And last night I got free parking at the, the Hornets game, so I'm thankful <laughs> for that. So – um, I found a spot and so, a victory you
1: know, and a w and
0: and the win and the win. But <laughs> but I do think God is in in those little details at times. And no, He doesn't always give you the parking spot. But sometimes maybe on a day where you're 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 discouraged and and you get a nice little little boost to say, hey, I'm, I'm with you, I love you, and and it may be something like that. So it's a little. It's a little off topic, but I think, I just think God, hes he's with us and he, and he, he cares about us like a loving heavenly father, Mm -hmm. um, that, that wants to give us, you know, good gifts and meaningful gifts according to, you know, his, his goodness, faithfulness according to his will. Uh, and then sometimes he gives us, you know, extra, extra little blessings and favor that are undeserved and, and a little, uh, yeah, just different, different type stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is really important. You brought up praying about the little things, because I I think there's a huge part of praying without ceasing that is way less formal than we make it out to be. It's not this, all right, I'm going to go sit on my knees for an hour and pray to God this, this eloquent prayer about all the huge things in His will. God, let me be in your will. These are these super spiritual things, which are there important moments for that? No doubt. But is there an element on just continually praying little two-minute prayers throughout the day. Charles mm. Spurgeon is is famous for just having an unbelievable praying life. He there's a quote, someone asks him what's more important, reading the Bible or praying. And his response is, Well, I ask you, what's more important, breathing in or breathing out? Like mm. they're so vital. And there's so many stories about he'll he would just stop, thank God for something for two minutes. He was uh on a walk uh, with one of his buddies, and he was like, hey, let's pray. And they just prayed for 90 seconds, just thanking God for uh, something they had walked past and saw that was beautiful. How often are we thinking, we can still be praying for things that are in the will of God, even if they're these little 10-second prayers, 30-second mm-hmm. prayers. But this idea of praying without ceasing and continually having prayer on our mind and on our heart, I think is really important, that is is different than just the, I need to have a formal 30-minute prayer time where I'm just pouring my ha- heart out to God. That's important, but also the little, just throughout the day, yeah, constantly prayer on your mind.
0: Not, not either or, it's both. Yeah,
1: both, both. That's right. But That's I absolutely. I know for my tendency that something that within the past year I've learned is is the value of the little short prayers throughout the day versus, oh man, I didn't have time to just have this super amazing 30 minute prayer time today. Oh, I guess I missed my window. No, mm. no, no. My window of praying is not closed. That's I still right. have 4 hours till I'm going to bed. I can pray 25 times little 10 second things throughout the day this without ceasing.
0: So then someone might be listening thinking, "Wait, I thought you guys were talking about not tossing up prayers like <laughs> like like going, you know, a deep buzzer beater shot." He, here was my main point in that. This this idea of just tossing up prayers. It's that you're tossing up this, this half court shot with very little hope of making it. Yet you hope, I mean, like you hope to make it, but you don't expect to make it. And 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 my encouragement for us as followers of Jesus is to go to God with confidence, faith, and expectancy. That's what I, I want to continue to remind us of. That that's what we have available to us. And, and so, again, from the study Bible, those who believe in God can have confidence he will accomplish even the encouragement even the impossible, according to his sovereign will. And then Jesus also says in John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, this is the amplified, that is if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And so again, it's another tricky verse that, that, that gets us, oh gosh, do I get whatever I want? The study notes say if, if God's people truly abide in Jesus, they will desire what he desires and will pray according to his words and those prayers will be pleasing to him. And mm-hmm. so you mentioned this earlier, Luke. And and so, yeah, the, the more we desire Jesus and are united and abiding and in sync with him, our, our character changes and our desires change because our desire is, I want to do your will. I want to live for your glory. I want to honor you in in how I live. And so when it comes to praying for the promotion at work, it's it's not for selfish gain. It's, Lord, if, if it's your will for me to get this promotion and it allows me to have more influence for you and to be a, a shining light for you, then then please open this door for me. And and that's that's how that starts to change in very practical ways, um, so that that's what that's what that is what comes to mind to me uh, when I hear that. But that abiding abiding in Jesus, remaining in Him, He's in us. It's all he, mm-hmm. we're so wrapped up in Him, and and so our prayer life is going to reflect that.
1: Yeah, So relating it to our own lives, I was uh, talking to a mentor of mine, and we were just talking about. I was telling him about, man, I feel like I just, my, my prayer life has just really been lacking lately, and he he talked about that It ultimately lack of prayer life comes down to a belief issue. Mm. Now certainly there's a pride issue at play. If we're, prayer, Lack of prayer life is never a busyness thing. We always say, oh, I'm too busy to pray. No, you're either too prideful to pray, or mm. you don't believe God actually answers prayers. Mm. Those are the two things. You're too prideful, you think you don't need prayer to walk and, and navigate this life, where you really struggle to believe that God will answer prayers or is powerful enough, good enough. So he challenged me, he said, he had just finished, he said, I take 10, I took 10 things the last six months and I prayed daily for them intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I saw God work in every single one of them. Now Amen. he didn't say that God worked in every single one of them, how he expected God to, but mm-hmm. God did work in every single one of them. And it really encouraged his heart, do you know what? It really added to his belief that God does work through our prayer. So he challenged me, he said, take take the next six months, take ten things in your life, and pray daily for them. Pray mm-hmm. at least, if not, maybe weekly, if you don't commit to daily, and God will work in all of them. So Madeline and I have been doing that for maybe almost six months now, and we are seeing God working in them, and it is it has been really encouraging to... For God and His kindness through my mentor to to show me and remind me, hey, you 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 have every reason to be confident that pr- prayer a prayer life is not wasted. Believe that I work in them.
0: I love it. That's no, so encouraging and so true. And and it, it is. If I've written prayers down and and consistently done it, it's amazing how God works through that. And and. And I think that's important too to, to also you know keep track of of answered prayers because it yeah. builds your faith to remind you that oh yeah, God God answers. God answers. I
1: know because how often do we ask for something and we actually never thank God for an answered prayer? It's to the next certainly thing. it's true in I my think.
0: life. It's on to the on to the next thing. Um so I, I think the other reality as we, we unpack prayer today is the simplicity of prayer is talking to God. It's listening to God, but even in that, there, we could do a whole show, and maybe we will, about listening to God and what that looks like. There's a level of uh, of patience required in prayer. Uh, there's also, you know, what how do we how do we handle and respond when when prayers uh, aren't answered the way that we had hoped and thought, and, and there's, a lot, there's a lot there to unpack. And so we we've only scratched the surface today, um, but I, I just want us to to embrace the the relational side of hey we, we're walking with Jesus it is a friendship with Jesus and so there's a certain level of casualness to that yet it's with reverence mm-hmm. and it's with you know an appreciation and a fear of God a, a healthy fear of God where we we put God in his proper place uh in our lives and so you know I think with hey I'm throwing up a prayer I'm throwing up a tossing up a prayer there's this this casualness, lack of faith that I find in that phrasing or that that posture, like we said, that's that's the that's the main encouragement for us today uh, to to really focus on approaching God with confidence, expectancy, and understanding the power of prayer, the power of God that is then sort of released and revealed and understood mm-hmm. in in that relationship, prayer, communication with the God of the universe that we all have access to in Christ as followers of Jesus. <laughs> We're all praying to the same yep. loving God who loves us each personally and intimately, which is mind-blowing, mm-hmm. yet real. And I've experienced it throughout my life for now decades, uh, which I'm so grateful for. Uh, God has moved in my life through prayer. So I can, com- I can confidently talk about this today because uh, I'm, I'm talking about a God who I trust, who has over and over, I've got journals filled with answered prayers. Um, and, and it's amazing to to think about today. But Luke, yep. final uh final thought. What's something you're uh packing up with you, taking with you as, as an encouragement today?
1: Yeah, just just a reminder that our our prayer life ought not to be just having a bunch of darts, throw them at a dartboard blindly, hoping one lands, just tossing up prayers, hoping they grab hold of something. But every prayer, every time we pray to God, we have such great reason to expectantly hope for Him to work in it, because He does, whether it's working on our hearts to continue to pray things according to His will, or it's answering something that we do pray according to His will, or it's saying no. But every time we pray, God works through it and Mm -hmm. works in it, and that's just a important reminder. And then I'm, yeah, finishing out the the six months of praying for these ten things, so...
0: That's cool. That's cool. And, and even as we're praying for certain things, he may reveal something to us that's, Hey, that's, that's actually a selfish prayer. And, yep. and we may have to accept that sort of understanding that, wow, I'm, I'm Oh yeah, that's convicting. Why am I praying about that? Ooh, what are my motives in that? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes like I joked earlier, not joke, but th- 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 if you're praying for a parking spot, he may, he may say, hey, I'm with you. I love you. Here's a, here's a, a nice little, little blessing. He may also say, you know what? I want you to park in the back of the parking lot because you need to walk and and talk with me for a little while. Yeah. So you're gonna you need to walk a little bit further, or you need to learn a little bit about humility today, and you need to let the guy, the other guy, get the parking spot, or you let that lady who just pulled up with her three kids yelling in the back. Why don't you let her? Why don't you sacrifice a little bit and take that parking spot? Right. So I think God works in all those little details of our life, and and there's examples of that. Um, but it's are we in tuned with Him? Yep. in constant communication and with the expectancy that he's going to show up in in in, yep. in even those little moments. Cuz so. that's
1: the key, the still maintaining the reverence but the friendship we have with God through Christ. Mm. It, it makes it makes sense. It's it's ongoing communication and believing that God is true to his promises.
0: Absolutely. And I just finished up a book by Wally Armstrong, uh The Presence Practicing the presence of Jesus, really good short book. Recommend it. And and his whole thing was partly talking about what would it look like to actually, you know, pretend or imagine that Jesus—not pretend, imagine—that Jesus was sitting in a chair in the room with you, and you're actually talking to Jesus.
1: Hmm.
0: And and what what does that? You know, how does that change your your perspective? It's like, and, and so it do, it does kind of open your your heart and mind to the reality that He is with us. And he's listening and he's speaking. And so we have to practice that presence that he is he is with us. And that you know, that happens in in prayer. And, and the Bible talks a lot about prayer. We we touched on a couple of verses today and and look forward to the next time we talk about prayer uh here on the Unpacking It podcast. But yeah. great insight today, Luke. Uh appreciate your your encouragement. And uh prayer is a wonderful gift to us and it's powerful. So let's tap into it even more. But but let's desire to know God above all else right? To, to know him and, and experience him. Not just, we just don't want the, the gifts from him, right? We want to actually know the gift giver. Um, and as we do, we'll experience tremendous, you know, gifts and blessings, but but spiritual blessings. That's what that's what matters most. Um, so great topic. Appreciate you listening today. Enjoy the buzzer beaters in March. Um, here, here's to hoping, hoping for some more buzzer beaters and let it be a reminder of your prayer life when, when you see them even when they see people attempting the the, the, the long court, half court shots uh, over the coming weeks. For Luke, I'm Bryce. This has been the Unpacking It podcast. Thanks so much to Sugar Creek. Check out sugarcreek.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.